We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Good to see you all today. And uh, my name's Ben. If we ever met, I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to have you here. And uh, a few faces I don't recognise, so I hope you're enjoying your holiday. We love it here. That's why we live it here. So it's good for you to visit. And uh, there's a few I recognise. I recognise you guys. I've seen you a few times. But hey, I just want to celebrate something quickly. We've got a new engagement here today. And uh, now, some of you are all trying to work out who it is. I could have a bit of fun. Uh, no, uh, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend, Baden, they just, yeah, Baden and Eureka, yeah. Give him a hand. Some of you don't know him because he only moved back like two weeks ago to the peninsula to help on the farm. And so uh, that's why you might not know him yet. And he's a uh, lovely fiance. Is fiance, is that the word? Fiance now, <laughs> Eureka. And uh, she's up at Balaclava, but she'll be down once they get hitched. And uh, I'm giving all my advice for the wedding plan. They've got some great ideas, and uh, they're, they're really appreciating that. Um, we started this series last week, Refill. Refill. And we're going to stay with it a little bit. And, uh, you know, we constantly need to be refilled with the Spirit of God and the presence of God. Uh, you and me, we've got leaks, right? <laughs> and so we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're filled with the presence of God, but we're a bit leaky. And life happens, and so we need to keep being refilled so we don't get empty. And you see throughout the New Testament, they're filled with the Spirit, and then they're filled again, and then they're filled again. And it's an ongoing thing. And, you know, it's a funny time of year, October to December. We tell everyone, you're not allowed to quit your job in October, November or December. Because it's this time of year, people, uh, everyone gets a little bit tired, um, in our area, there's harvest coming up. It's the end of the school term, uh, end of the school year. Everyone's ready for a bit of a break. Everyone can get a bit antsy this time of year. So don't make any sudden movements in October, November, December. You have to wait until January or February. And it's just we see it every year. And it happens in people. And we need to be really intentional about being refilled with the presence, with the Spirit of God, any time of year. But especially this time of year, because I find that when I'm a bit maybe worn out or tired, I can neglect things. And often, uh, when we're so busy looking at what we have to do, how we're feeling, we can neglect being refilled with the presence of God. And so we need to be really intentional about it. And uh, Darren spoke last week. He spoke about how they were, he, back in uh, Two Kings, he was using the axe to chop down the tree, and the axe head fell into the, to the river. And what it is, it's like when we're just swinging without an axe head. And so we look like we're busy, we look like we're doing a lot of work, and we're trying really hard, but nothing's happening. And there's no progress, there's no fruitfulness, and that's what happens when we try and do life without being refilled with the presence of the Spirit of God. And so we're just being really intentional in this time. You know, we follow Jesus, we don't followed Jesus, right, it's ongoing. We walk with Jesus, we did a walked with Jesus, and we keep being filled with the Spirit of God, we're not filled once. And so we're just being really intentional in this time. And so uh, I'm just going to talk for a short little while, we're going to look at three main passages, and then we're going to have some time just to be filled with the presence of God and just see what God wants to do. And uh, 
was worshipping and I actually felt that I believe everyone. I love how God sent his spirit to us so he can meet all of us individually but corporately. But I actually particularly felt for, for those on holiday or visiting. You know, you go, you go on holiday to be refreshed, right? And most of the time it happens, right? Uh, I find it's less so now I've got some toddlers. And, and, but most of the time you go on a holiday to be refreshed. But I just felt God's just going to refresh your spirit today. And you might not have been expecting that today because you're on holiday and you're already feeling refreshed, but I think God's just going to deposit that something particularly into you and as everyone else today. So let's just pray and then we'll get into it. God, this is your church. This is your word. We're followers of you, Jesus. We invite you to speak to us, minister to us. You're Lord, not us. And so we invite you to do what you see fit, God. You know us. You know what we need, what we don't need. You know what we want, what we don't want. And we give our lives, our spirit, our mind our bodies to you and ask you to have your way. Fill us afresh with your presence, with your love, of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. We're going to read, um, start from John chapter 4. And it's the uh, conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And we're just going to pick up a main point of the conversation. Uh, it, we, if you've been around church, you might have heard this story that Jesus was talking, going through Samaria, and the Jews hated Samaria, so that was a big deal. And then men didn't talk to women, so that was an even bigger deal. And in this conversation, this is where it goes in John 4 verse 10. It says, Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, and this well's very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks from this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give them will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Jesus said, I'm living water. I'm living water. This is what Jesus said. I'm living water. Drink from me. And there's so many pictures of Jesus, and I love that because it paints different elements of it, and no one picture is complete. Right. And you have all these different pictures of Jesus, and I love the living water because water refreshes. Water brings life. Water sustains. Water gives growth. Water brings fruitfulness. And in these seasons... Especially this time of year, we can, we can become a bit dry. Can we can a bit dry. A bit dry in life, a bit dry in whatever's going on. Tired, a bit worn out, a bit busy. I hate that word busy. Can, can I just encourage you? Don't say you're busy. Well, when you tell someone you're busy, just tell them you don't, don't talk to me. Because no one wants to talk to someone who says they're busy. Right? You might be busy, but don't, don't say it because we're all busy in some way and it's all relative anyway because someone's always more busy than me and less busy and so we say we're busy but we've got stuff going on we're worn out we're tired and we can get a bit dry but Jesus says I give you living water I coached a, a, a Drossen B grade and we, we never have enough water boys and it's because our water boys are eight years old and they usually give water to their dad and their dad's mates first. <laughs> and then they don't give water to anyone else. And, and they're always saying, Ben, where's my water? And I say, you'll be right. Keep running. And, uh, and they're always complaining about water because 
four 20-minute quarters where you're tackling and, and running, and it's thirsty work. It's thirsty work. You're out gardening, you've got to have your drinks break, and water sustains, and, and I've, played a bit of, I've played a bit of footy, and when you don't get the water, it's hard work. Your mouth's dry, you're trying to yell, and you're like, you can't say anything, you're puffed out. And some of us were trying to run through life, but we haven't got any water. And it makes it hard work. What we're meant to be doing, what God calls us to do, becomes really hard work when we're not filled with living water because we're dry, we're puffed out, we need refreshment, we need sustainment. We need to be filled with living water. And then Jesus ascended to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit to refresh us, to bring life, living water. We're going to jump back to Exodus. And I love themes throughout the Bible, so we always have to read everything in light of Jesus. And, and we're going to pick up from Exodus 15. And the whole nation of Israel had been in captivity in Egypt. Moses led them out through the Red Sea. And this is almost immediately after that. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea and they moved out into the desert of Shur and they travelled in this desert for three days without finding any water. Thirsty work. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. The people complained and then turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? They demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water and made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah the Lord set before the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And after leaving Marah, the Israelites travelled on to the oasis of Elim, where they found 12 springs and 70 palms, and they camped there beside the water. Bitter water to fresh living water. Threw a piece of wood in, and wood represents the cross, because Jesus takes our bitter water, turns it into living water. And I wonder what kind of water you might be full of today. <laughs> and my, my, my water probably differs Day to day, sometimes maybe. We're full of living water or bitter water. What does bitter water look like in our life? Well, it means we, we don't feel full, we, we feel empty. We're not filled, we're dry. We don't have joy, we maybe have bitterness instead. We don't have peace and chaos, instead we have confusion. We don't, we're not calm, we're puffed out and rattled. We're not level-headed, we're reacting to everything. We're not seeing the best, we see the worst-case scenario. It's hard to love people, instead it's quite easy to be critical and judgmental. That's, that's when we're filled with bitter water, not the living water of Jesus. Now how, do we, how do we get full of bitter water? Well, we drink from the wrong place. Jesus said, come to me and you'll receive living water. That brings life, that sustains, that refreshes so that means if we're, if we're not full of living water, we're drinking from somewhere else. <laughs> and I find in, in my life, we're in these seasons that are a bit more full on, that are a bit more tiresome, uh, I can more easily drink from the wrong places. I, I can drink from, from scrolling on social media, or I can drink from the news, or I can drink from that negative voice. 
or to rubbish on TV or in isolation instead of community. But if we go to the cross, if we go to Jesus, he promises us living water. Refreshing, sustaining, life-giving, living water. It's the promise of Jesus. Unlike Israel, they found living water and they camped there. I think that's what we need to do. We need to camp beside living water, not go visit, but camp next to Jesus, stay there. So Jesus is this living water. We need to refresh. We need to be filled by him. One more passage, Ezekiel 47. It says, in my vision, a man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see water flowing out from the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet and then he led me across. The water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and he led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim but too deep to walk through. This is the the living water from heaven. And I love how it was up to the ankles and up to the knees and up to the waist and it was too deep. Because I think that's the key, is it's immersion. It's being immersed in this living water. It's being immersed in Jesus. It's not just tipping our toe in to Jesus. That's not swimming. That's that's not being filled. It's it's immersing ourselves in Jesus. It's not leaving compartments behind. It's God, I bring you my relationships, my work, my dreams, my passions. I bring you every area, my finances. Nothing is off limits. I'm going to immerse myself in you, Jesus. It's, oh, Jesus, I'm going to, give you, I'm going to bring you the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I'm going to bring you my best, and I'm going to bring you my worst, because you're full of grace and love and living water that purifies. It's immersing ourselves in Jesus. You know, it, when I have a shower, I don't stand and then dip like my hand in the shower to wash my hand and then stand back and then dip my foot in and then, and then dip your elbow. That would be really dumb and really cold. Right. And we've got a good shower head as well. Oh, I love it. It's one of those big circle ones. Probably waste too much water, but I love it. And now you immerse yourself in it. You put your whole body in there. Or else what's the point? You're not getting clean. You're not getting... And it's like this with Jesus. I think sometimes we don't immerse ourselves. We leave parts of our lives behind. We leave the, the, the ugly stuff we want to deal with. But we've got to bring it to Jesus because living water purifies. It brings life. Living water. Bitter water to living water. We'll keep reading. He asked me, Have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh 
and pure. You know, the Dead Sea wasn't called the Dead Sea as a joke. Like, I don't know if you've met little Bob, who's like six foot eight, and it's, everyone calls him little because it's a joke. All right, this isn't it. The Dead Sea is Dead Sea, right? And it says this living water makes the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There'll be swarms of living things wherever the water flows. Fish will abound for its waters become fresh. Life will flourish wherever the water goes. Fishermen will stand amongst the shores uh, and the shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean. But the marshes and swamps will not be purified, they will be salty. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves from healing. This is the living water of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God. It turns dead to life. It turns bitter to fresh the living water of Jesus. And you know, these seasons when we're often maybe struggling a bit or feeling a bit tired or just getting to the end. There's seasons where we just get to the end. You know, we might not be falling to bits, but we're like, oh, I'm just really looking forward to uh, just a bit of a break or a change. And, and that's fine, but I believe these seasons can be fruitful seasons. And we don't have to just survive through the back three months of the year. <laughs> Uh, everyone calls it the silly season. We don't have to survive the silly season without getting too silly. We can be fruitful because when we're filled with the living water, streams of God, it turns dead, dead sea to alive. It turns to where there's no fruit to fruitful, where there's no harvest to harvest, but a living water of God. You know, I believe if we can camp, if we can be filled with the living water, we can see our marriages be fruitful, our relationships be fruitful, our families, our workplaces, our social gatherings, our dreams, our hobbies, our passions, our church, our events. It doesn't have to be a season of surviving. Just getting to the end. When we're refilled with the Spirit of God, with living water, it turns bitter to fresh, dead to alive. It is fruitful, it sustains, it refreshes. It's got to be filled, be filled again with the living water from Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And how do we, how do we be filled? Just come and drink. I think sometimes we're, we're good at complicating things in church. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's God. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, it's God's presence on earth. If you want more God in you, you get close to God. It's actually really simple. We, we do our best to complicate it. Right. Like, if, if uh, my, my friend Nathan, if I want more Nathan in my life, everyone, everyone needs a bit more Nathan in their life, I've got to get close to Nathan. That's how I get more of him. It's simple. If we want to be filled, if we want to be filled with living water, if we want to drink, if we want bitter to fresh, dead to a life, if you want to be filled with the presence of God, just get close to God. And like the Israelites did in Exodus, we've got to camp there. We've got to, we've got to be intentional in it. Despite maybe all the things we've got to do, the events, the seasons, we've got to be intentional in this season to get close to Jesus, to drink, to receive, to be filled with living water. And the promise is we will be fruitful. There will be life.
You know, we have a nap to rest our bodies and, and often that works, sometimes it doesn't and I believe God can refresh and bring life to our bodies. And, and then there's our soul, which is our emotions and our feelings and our emotions. That's, that's harder to find rest and refreshment. But that's this living water. It's, it's Jesus supernaturally through the Holy Spirit bringing life. But for our spirit as well. The breath of life, God refreshes and brings living water. And like I said, in this season, we need to get close to Jesus. Keep being filled. Keep being refreshed. Keep receiving. Keep drinking. What more of God? Get close to God. It's really simple. He doesn't make it hard for us. And and that's your homework for the rest of the year is to get close to God and you'll be fruitful. You'll be refreshed. You'll be sustained. But right now we're here. (laughs) So that's your homework for the rest. But right now we're here. And whether you're you're holidaying like I know a few of you are, whether you're here, you're here. Where we come to meet with God. Meet with each other. And we're just going to spend a bit of time where we're just going to receive from heaven. Jesus promises living water. Living water that turns bitter to fresh, dead to alive, that sustains, that gives life, that brings growth, that brings fruitfulness, that can turn weariness into life, that can turn chaos into peace, that can turn weakness into strength, that can turn bitterness into joy, living water, Holy Spirit, presence of God. He promised us living water. And then maybe we'll just have Sarah and Gabby, the rest of the team, you guys can just chill. And we're just going to spend a bit of time. And in a minute, I'm going to pray for us and then we'll just worship a little bit and, and we'll just see where God leads it. And, you know, drinking doesn't take much effort. That was really easy. Right? I find it quite easy to eat and drink. Too easy, probably. God doesn't make it hard to receive from him. He doesn't make it complicated. God's not there saying, okay, we need to come in with the right attitude and then they need to um, you know, dress a certain way and, and put their hands up at the right time and say the right prayer and be the right amount of thankful and communion. God says, just, Jesus said, come to me. Those who drink, just Come. And so in these moments, we don't have to have a, a perfect posture or just, you know, just build up enough faith within us. <laughs> you ever, ever try to do that? I'm just trying to have lots of faith. It's silly. It's just really silly. Jesus said you just need faith as small as a mustard seed. That's, that's not much faith. We've all probably got that because you're at church. Tick, faith. We don't have to just manufacture. No, we just have to just receive God's here, he knows you and he loves you and he, he promises you living water. She said, come and drink. He doesn't make it hard. He doesn't make it burdensome, he doesn't give you steps. God says, I'm here, I'm going to give you living water. And so it's going to be in the space, and I just want you to be open. Open and Ready. I know there's probably different backgrounds. Different. I'm not a big one for denominations. I don't really mind. You know, it, it's about God. Spirit of God, come and meet us. 
And so you might be used to using things, you might not be, but God loves you, He knows you, He's got living water for you. And I believe if we're open and ready, we can go any church in the world, whatever flavor, and receive Holy Spirit and life, right? But we're here now. So I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to worship. I'm just going to pray that you're just filled afresh from heaven. I'm going to pray that you're filled with living water. I'm going to pray that you're just given life, that you're sustained, that God will bring fruit. I'm going to pray where there's bitterness, there'll be new joy. I'm going to pray there's going to be new peace. I'm going to pray there's new strength because living water sustains. Living water brings life. Living water refreshes and God doesn't make it hard. So God, I thank you so much that you are here. God, I thank you that we don't have to manufacture your presence. We don't have to convince you to come. God, you are here. You are here with us this morning. You're going to be here with us when we leave, God. But right now, we are here, but you are here. Your presence is here. Your love is here. Holy Spirit, you are here. And Holy Spirit, you're not just here, but you know us. You love us. You know our past, our present, our future. You know our good, bad, and ugly. God, you know every single part of us. You know every part of our future, God. And you want to give life. You want to give living water. So I just speak life. I speak heaven to come. I speak Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh with living water. Fill us afresh with your life. Fill us with your peace. Fill us with your joy. We are humble vessels that come, God, and we say, your Lord, you know what we need. You know what we want. So have your way in us. Fill us afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh. Turn bitter into fresh. Turn dead to alive. We don't want to just survive. We don't want to just get through this season. We want to be fruitful. We want to be life-giving. So God, I just pray for every family. I pray for every individual from every walk of life to the youngest, to the oldest. God, fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your living water. And as we just spend a few moments before we go, have your way in us. We're open. We're ready. Holy Spirit, come fill us afresh. So I'm going to pray again in a minute and I think we'll have opportunity for prayer. But right now I just want to worship just for a moment.